Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls of all ages, thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of It Came From Cherry Hill. My name is Glenn and I am joined by my wonderful co-host and friend Rob. Rob, how are you this fine Monday post-con evening? Man, I don't know if I'm on like a post-con endorphin like come down. I have been dragging today, man. I have been sleepy oh man it's been a it's been a rough uh rough back day to the work week i suppose for you huh it's been struggle could also be like the thirty thousand steps we walked over the weekend <laughs> going to and from that hotel man listen like you know that might be difficult for you know an old man like yourself but for a, a spry young one like me you know i was that 20k was no problem let me tell you aren't you older than me that's like not the point. Six months? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, give or take, my man. But here we are, uh, post-con world. We've finished up all of our cons for the year of 2022, and we are off the hook until 2023. Uh, we're going to be at, of course, Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, um, which is going to be from the 10th to the 12th. Uh, there's also a Monster Mania April 14th to the 16th in Hunt Valley. Um, that's your Hunt Valley show. And then, of course, again, August 6th to the um, uh, August 4th to the 6th in Cherry Hill. And then they have October 13th to the 15th in Hunt Valley. And again, Oaks, November 10th to the 12th. So literally every con, um, you know, that Monster Mania is known for has a date. If you don't feel like listening to my voice, uh, say it here. Check Monster Mania's Facebook link in the show notes, and uh, you can you, you can go and make those reservations. Uh, so so yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, I can start making going to Monster Mania a part time gig. I'm just saying we need sponsorship, and I, we can just go all the time. Listen, I, Monster Mania being the full time gig is the dream. That's it. So I'll just go to all the I'll just go to all the conventions. It's no. No problem at all, but uh, we're definitely going to March. Uh, we're going to August, uh, and uh, I, do, I who knows? Maybe we'll go to November again in Oaks. We've been going to Oaks. We've been in Oaks now three. Been to been to that convention center three two times. Yeah. Two cons, and then one monster uh, Monster Mania Mall of Horrors um, when they did that like outdoor flea market. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Uh, I will definitely and i'm sure we will definitely be doing uh oaks again uh because oaks man like oaks is the con that just keeps on giving uh, and and we had this whole conversation in one of the many treks that we went to mm-hmm. from the hotel if you take i'm gonna get throw a hot take big hot take out here go ahead take the nostalgia out of cherry hill put a hotel in Oaks, in the convention center, if there was a hotel attached to the actual convention center space, Oaks would be the infinitely better con than Cherry Hill. The only thing holding it back, nostalgia aside, and the fact that Cherry Hill was my home away from home, is the fact that there is no hotel that is in the convention center. Other than that, it is a better con. Hot take. I mean, listen, I see I see where you're coming from, and I don't, like, disagree with, at, like, my whole soul like I thought, <laughs> like I thought I would. Um, I feel like I, I, could, I could join you in that, you know, assessment of the cons if you could do everything that you can do at Cherry Hill at Oaks. 
There are no there are no movies at Oaks. I know we haven't been to one in a while. Doesn't mean that we won't be at one in the future. But there's no movies there. There's no location for them to do it. And there's no location for them to do Rocky Horror. So if you're doing all, if you can do all of that and replicate all of those things, then I would, you know, then I would probably be more so inclined to agree with you. Um, But of course, you can't do that there because the convention center closes, whereas the hotel is always open. Uh, And that is probably one of the big things, along with the fact that we've been going to Monster Mania now for literally what's going to be, it'll be 20 years in March. Um, 20 years of us going to Monster Mania, which is crazy. Um, But like, and it's all for the most part been at the Cherry Hill, um, was Crown Plaza, now is the Cherry Hill Hilton Doubletree. Um, so, like, you know, there's so much attached to that in terms of, like, memories. And then on top of that, you have all the really cool things that they can do only at a hotel. And because the fact that the hotel doesn't close, like, you've got that atmosphere. Like, it's always, like, something's always going on when you walk down to the lobby any time of the night, you know? And that may be that may be me getting older because I agree with you. Like I think that it again, if there was a hotel attached to Oaks, problem solved. That problem is solved. The Rocky Horror question, I didn't think of that, but actually, there's a very easy solution for that because there is one of the greatest independent-run movie theaters a stone's throw away. And now, granted, it's not in there, but I'd pay extra. I'd pay $20, $30 a ticket for Transylvania Nipple Production to throw Rocky Horror at the Colonial. Better experience. Because let's just be honest. like Rocky Horror is great. Where they have to show it at Cherry Hill is not great. It's in like a crappy, run-down tent. Like, could you imagine seeing Rocky Horror at the Colonial? Holy crap, I'm in. I mean, uh, I, I recently and, saw Rocky Horror at the Colonial. Yes, it was, ha- it was great. But, like, if you it's at the Colonial, like, you, you can't walk there from Oak. You, you have to drive, you know? like You can't. You grab an Uber. Like, you grab an Uber. Like, I got, I got I'm spending money. Like, that's you true. Got, I'll, I'll throw an Uber down. The shopping is infinitely better. The layout is infinitely better. The way they do Q&A's, that Q&A is just like they set up chairs and a stage in the shopping area. So like we were walking by and we watched like four minutes of the Halloween contest. Yeah, I didn't have to fight with people in tight corridors to try to get anywhere. Whenever you hit like some like some like crowd resistance, you just went the aisle over. No one there. It it again, I think from a. The, the one I would say this and, and someone asked me in uh, I was sitting outside waiting for you to get there and I was just talking chatting with people as I you know spoke my vape how dare you <clears throat> yeah I can't help it <laughs> I'm, I like I like talking to folk I didn't promote the podcast once though I'm terrible at this. not true we, we actually not only did we bring yeah I mean maybe not in your conversation but not only did we bring the stickers we actually gave all like people took them so thank yeah. you if you're listening and this is the first episode thank you very much yeah, thanks. Hope you come back. Because we we hang out every month, semi regularly when our schedules work. We out. do, we do. It happens. <laughs> so, uh, but I was talking. He's like, "Oh, I'm from Virginia. Like, would would you say I should go to Cherry Hill?" And like, I had to say to him, "Like, I can't answer that question because to me, like, again, my must my nostalgia and my love of the con is wrapped up in Cherry Hill. But if I try to step back and ask someone, hey, if I'm coming from Virginia, do I go to Cherry Hill?" And I think the answer is, it depends on what you go to these cons for. 
if you go to them for a party atmosphere, a you like going to room parties or you want to hang out, you want to see lots of people. Yeah. Cherry Hill for the things that you said are very true. The fact that, you know, there's a bar right there and you can hang out and it never closes. If you are coming to find cool vendors to have a great shopping experience to watch the Q and A's, I make the argument that Oaks is an infinitely better experience than Cherry Hill. Boom. And it's great for us because I feel like we get to have our cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. We get to stay the weekend at Cherry Hill and have the party. And then I got to be honest, like Oaks is, this was kind of the one for Oaks. Cause I think last time we had a lot of fun there, but we kind of said the same thing. Like, eh, this is cool. I don't know if I do it again. Like maybe like once off, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I can, we recorded it. I can go back and listen and see what our opinions were. If I wanted to do extra work, <laughs> but this one, I think really solidified it for me that this is now uh time willing, a must do convention for me moving forward. I think this is now going to make it into the rotation. It's so close um, to us. It only takes about 40 minutes for us to get there. And, you know, we both live about 40 minutes from each other. So it's like mm-hmm. equidistant. Um, so, I mean, it's not like it's not like it's out of the way. I agree with you in terms of the ability to navigate the convention, for sure. It's way easier to move around. You're constantly looking at stuff. There's a ton of vendors there to look at. Pro- I mean, I don't know the numbers, if it's more than Sherry Hill or not. It's hard to tell because it's presented in a different way. Um, I feel like probably, but it's also different um, than Sherry Hill and kind in, in like the kinds of vendors. You have a lot more like um, you have a lot more like handmade type things um, at this convention, which is awesome because it's great to see that um, if you're going for like movies, though. This is this is the second time I've, I've gone to Oaks where there hasn't really been a lot of people selling like DVDs, Blu-rays or anything like that. Yes, you have like uh, like Vinegar Syndrome was there, Synapse was there, um, but Severin was there. Se- um, yeah, but there wasn't uh, not Synapse Severin, uh, but there wasn't a lot of uh, like other retailers. Um, so like Diabolic DVD wasn't there, um, and even there weren't a lot of people selling uh, like discs. And I love going to like purchase movies, and this is the second time that I've gone to Oaks where it hasn't really been the case, which is fine. I don't I don't need more help to buy movies. I buy enough as it is, um, but. Like it's it's just uh it's a little bit more catered to like the individual creator, um which is still cool. There's still a lot of stuff to to see, and it's easy to move around. There's a lot that there's a lot that I like about it. But the one thing I guess is like you know I am I was introduced of course to Monster Mania at Cherry Hill, and it's got like Cherry Hill has all like the like the pillars of Monster Mania. It's got the Q and A's. It's got the um you know it's got the costume contest. It's got Rocky Horror. It's got the films. And it's got the dealer room. And then I look at Oaks and I'm like, it's got a lot of that stuff, but it's missing like a couple of like the key elements. And to me, I like to have them all, you know, like I want them all to be there. Even if they're, even if I don't necessarily like partake in all of them, I want them all there. Uh, it's all like part of like the atmosphere. Um, and even though like, you know, like, you know, we're not, we're not totally wild when we go to Cherry Hill. Like I like the fact that like you go there and like the, the convention feels more alive. It's a more of a communal like experience, I feel like, at Cherry Hill because when you're in there, you're staying at the hotel, that's your home base, and everyone's kind of like in it together a little bit more. Um, and like, part of that's maybe like on me, you know, like I'm creating that, but like that's what I feel like when I enter those doors, like I am in, like that is the home of Mosh Mania. It's like the home field, you know? Okay. So, oh, we forgot to mention uh, food options are infinitely better at Oaks. Thousand times, yes. Not even close. Except it's for the pizza we this, had. 
Yeah, well, that's because we made a mistake <laughs> ordering pizza and PA. You don't ever do that. But let me ask you a question. Let's ask a, let's ask an interesting hypothetical here. Yes. So let's say money's a little tight. And you have a choice between Cherry Hill and Oaks. But the Cherry Hill Hotel is sold out. And try as best you can. Like, think about it from like a a virgin listener. You know, try to remove the Cherry Hill nostalgia from your brain. Because I think I would choose Cherry Hill, too, just because it's, you know, where we go. But if I didn't have that and I couldn't get a room in the hotel, I would not choose. Because then I have to go to another hotel and all the other hotels around Cherry Hill suck. And you got to walk down. What is that? 70? Yeah. Um, uh, yes. 70. Right. Which I think we tried one year and not, didn't end up doing it. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. So like. I t- if I didn't get a room in Cherry Hill in the hotel, I think I would tell someone, you know what, man, you're probably better off going to Oaks because all the fun stuff that we talk about, you probably won't take advantage of. I mean, if you told me that I couldn't stay in the hotel, um, then yes, I, I would agree with you um, because it, it would be like I could still go and do all the same stuff. But like, you know, Monster Mania starts really at like 10 o'clock and then it doesn't really end the big day anyway until like 2 a.m you know like after rocky car and i mean yeah i could do that and not stay there but i mean that's a long day to figure out the logistics of that and then like you know and you do have two hotels close to oaks that you could stay at uh and like because of my idiocy when we were booking uh when i was booking uh like you know i booked the wrong hotel months ago and i was able to fix that the same week of the con, like mm-hmm. no problem. And, and both hotels had rooms um, because it's not the same type of thing. Like it, not only like I'm sure those hotels could sell out, but they didn't. Both of them had space at the ones that are within walking distance. Jerry Hill slows out all the time. If you're not on top of it, if you're not like part of the like, you know, I need to book this right away. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, you're going to miss it. Uh, so that, that, is, that is one thing to be said. All that being said, uh, for two, you know, two years, a very young uh, location uh, in Monster Mania's uh, life, and I think it's a wonderful success. I am a huge fan of it. It's a very different, I, I, it's a very different feeling con. It's it's definitely more, at least for us, it's more of a shopping con. And I think we both said that. Like this is you know because it took like, like even just like minorly perusing, it was like an hour. Yeah. to do a lap around the dealer room because mm-hmm. it's just so packed with people. So uh, from a shopping perspective, I think, you know, if all you want to do is shop, Oaks is where you go. If you can get a hotel, if you can get a room in the hotel at Cherry Hill, which if you didn't already, you're probably already out of luck. But if you do, uh, the the Cherry Hill is the more, is is I would say this, it's more what I think of when I think of a convention, right? Yeah. The community atmosphere, even if you don't, it, it, and I, I think you make a good point and sometimes it's discounted. Like even if you don't necessarily take part in it, you're a part of it, which is cool and, and interesting and fun. Uh, but speaking of shopping, we did some shopping. We did do some, we did do some shopping. Um, we didn't go too crazy though. I feel like we, we kept it under control. I did. I have a birthday coming up and I was I was expressly told that nothing uh nothing I couldn't buy anything that was like 
yeah, that someone could potentially get for me. I have a tendency to do that. I buy stuff as I want it. Uh, so I only walked away with, with two things. One, unfortunately, has a has a bummer story, but I'll, I'll deal with that when I get to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I only got two things as well. Uh, and um, it's funny because one I had my eye on for quite a while, and then one I saw, I feel like I saw in person for the first time. Um, I've been chasing, uh, you know, since the holidays are upon us. Uh, for years, I've been trying to get my hands on the Gremlins Advent Calendar, uh, which is just a big uh, Advent Calendar that you open up, and it's got a whole bunch of different Gremlins in it uh, that you open up each day. Uh, but it's always like it's always like sixty bucks or like pretty close to like sixty dollars, um, and, and I can never really come across it like in a store or anything. And if, it, if I did see it, I certainly wouldn't buy it for sixty bucks. Uh, but I was able to walk away with it for twenty uh, the other day, so I'm super pumped about that because um, I saw it, and as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, am I even gonna ask? Like, I know it's gonna be stupid, uh, and uh, you know, you, I think you asked, and they were like, oh, I don't know, like thirty dollars. I was like, and you know me, I'm like, will you take twenty? And they're like, for sure. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so that's uh, definitely going to be definitely going to be well loved uh, in the household for sure. So my my small purchase, uh, which has the bad story attached to it, is I bought uh, the Burster Alien uh, from uh, NECA. Uh, it's based on the Fireteam Elite game. I'm especially I was especially interested in it because I think the design is cool. And the way it's designed is there is like translucent plastic all the way through the figure, which is a really, I don't need to collect all the xenomorphs, but I like the ones that are really unique. And I've had my eye on this one for a while, but it's like $40 plus at target. And it's a little much for me for a xenomorph. I don't think they're quite worth that. I got it for 30. It broke. Oh no. What happened now? I, this isn't a sad story. I thought you were going to tell me. So as a, uh, as a collector of xenomorphs, I have at least seven or eight Oof, NECA xenomorphs. I know how they work. I know how NECA's plastic works. I know how it works when it gets cold. Took the thing out of the package, and I just was going in to see what joints I needed to hit up with a heat gun. And I just, I put a little bit, the tiniest bit of pressure um, on his left arm, and it snapped right off. The joints on this thing are the thinnest I've ever seen NECA uh. do. Very, it's the first NECA figure I've ever bought. Like, I've had NECA figures that have broke on me, but it's been stuff that's like, for example, my Greta Gremlin, her high heel broke. Bad design decision to put her in high heels. But whatever, it broke. I'm able to fix it. Just got super glue some stuff. I had a uh, I had a, uh, a Pacific Rim figure break on me, but that was my fault. I was way too rough with it. This one, a little bit of pressure, snapped it right off. So, it, look, I may just have to go to Target and buy another one and just be like, oh, look, this one broke. What a bummer. Here's my receipt. Can I return it, please? I, that, To be fair, it's probably what's going to happen. Uh, but it was it was a, definitely a huge bummer this morning when I like, oh, I got 40 minutes for work. I can set them up in my display, get them ready to go. And uh, a massive just... <laughs> cracked right off and again like these joints so if you do end up getting it be very aware don't even bother testing it heat gun the heck out of everything or hot water bath it to loosen up those joints right away don't even muck with it i know what i'm doing and i broke it and that was a real real kick in the butt that's no good dude i'm sorry 
It's a bummer. I mean, worst case scenario, I'll do something like I'll have its like arm busted off, or I could even glue it if I really wanted to. But yeah, you know, I'm gonna go Target. See what I can do. Allegedly, 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 I bought this from Target. Allegedly. Uh, so speaking of the figure uh, world, I did buy one. I bought the San Diego Comic-Con 2022, apparently exclusive uh, thing, uh, the thing NECA, uh, of one of the scientists. Like you've seen it on the cover of uh, like, you know, the poster where you have the big like reflection coming off the face and everything. Yep. Uh, and it has uh, it actually has batteries in the head, uh, uses three of those tiny little like um uh, what do they call those batteries? Button cells. Yeah, button cells. You use it for like real small ones. Um, and three of them are in his head, and you actually have to open up the head to take out like the um, uh, like the I don't know the blocker or whatever, so that it doesn't like turn on accidentally. But then there's also a switch, like a toggle switch, you have to move left and right to do it. So I don't know why they bother putting that piece of plastic in there um, to to stop it, because you have to take off like um, the hood to flip the switch. So the odds of it going off by accident are I would imagine be small, um, but it, it looks great when it's lit up. Uh, I was able to take a picture of it and send it to you, and uh, it looks cr- it looks crazy. Uh, it's uh, we got it from a vendor. Um, you can find them on. Uh, I'm sure you can find them online under uh, Too Many Blunts is the name. Uh, so I'll see if I can find like the Instagram profile or something like that. But he had a bunch of different uh, stuff. It's actually where you got your, um, your aliens figure as well. Yep. Um, and, uh, super reasonably priced. Uh, cause when I tried to find out how much it, that figure was, and then I asked about it, it was, it was great. Well under what, uh, you know, what you would pay if you tried to purchase it online. So, uh, it's awesome to be able to have something, something like that. Cause that's really cool. Um, I was hoping to walk away with, uh, with something and I couldn't quite put my finger on anything. And I saw that and I was like, yo, that's sweet. Definitely got to get it. So I'm going to tell you something now that the con is over. Yes. I knew what that thing was Mm -hmm. as soon as you picked it up. Yeah. I knew it was an SDCC exclusive. Yep. If you did not express interest, I would have bought it on the, you walked away and you were still thinking about it. I'm like, bro code demands that I give this man (laughs) an hour. And if he decides that he's not doing it, I am running back there and I'm buying it. It's very kind of you. You saw it first. You picked it up first. And as soon as you saw it, I was like, oh, that's what I think is. Because it is so... I saw that on Toy Arc right before San Diego Comic-Con and fell in love with it. And again, his price was 60 bucks. It was incredibly reasonable for a con oh, exclusive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it looks so... I'm just, I'm just telling you, didn't want to tell you in the moment because I didn't want you to feel guilty or get like, oh, well, if you really want it. No, it was yours. You picked it up. You expressed interest. Bro code, collector code demands that I give you a time frame, but I swear to God, if you would have said, oh, it's time to go, I would have been like, we're going back to Bloods of buying a damn thing. Because it is. And when you showed yeah, it to me awesome, lit up, man. I was 98% happy for you and 2% like, oh, that's so cool. Uh, by the way, go on Amazon. You can get a ton of those button cell batteries for dirt cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need have them a- for a bunch of my crap. I have a few other uh, things that use a similar. I don't know if it's the exact same size, but uh, yeah, that's definitely the place to go to buy those. But I could tell, like, it's because after I picked it up and I was like, I was like, oh man, I'm probably going to get this. But I'm like, I know I saw it. Like one other person had it. So I just wanted to try to get an idea of how much it was. And there was no price on his, um, which no price on it can mean one of two things, <laughs> you know, and usually it's not good. Um, but I, I saw the price on the other one and it was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, I'm not buying it for a hundred bucks. Let me go back and see how much 
uh, how much they're asking for it. Uh, and 100 isn't even that wild. It sells for like 90 plus shipping on eBay. So it's not, yep. and it's exclusive. You can't really, you know, um, so you're going to pay more for it. So when he said 60, I was like, bro, like a thousand percent. Like <laughs> they do really good prices on their stuff. So I would definitely say, actually, no, don't, don't check them out. Leave all their stuff yeah. for me to buy. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it's funny before I get to before I get to my big purchase, which I'm so excited. Mm, for, yes, is I'm now looking over to the right, and uh, basically NECA obviously just got out to all their uh, dealers uh, the RoboCop in the chair uh, that NECA's oh, put yeah, out for the, yeah. for the anniversary, and I was really bummed out because I'm like, man, it's a big piece. It's a little expensive for what it is. It's about seventy five dollars. It's not cheap. But I'm like, I, I won't buy it because I don't have room for it. And now I'm looking over my RoboCop shelf. And wouldn't you know, I could absolutely move some stuff around. So now I think I may have to acquire that on Amazon or something. There may go to the go. Christmas list. Add it to the Christmas list. But so, Glenn, have you ever been to a con? And I think as collectors, we always have grails. We always have things that we want and we covet and we hunt for forever. And then we find it, and there is a moment of just this utter joy and euphoria, right? You've had that experience. I have, yes. I as and I've had many of those in my collector career. The Alien Queen is one of them. Um, there's some art pieces, the the light box, the shadow box, Grail of mine. I've I've coveted those forever. Maybe not the exact one I got, but when I was ready for it, the one that was perfect for me appeared. There you go. <laughs> this is the very first con I've ever had that experience instantaneously where i saw a thing it became a grail and i needed to own it it didn't really matter about the cost although the cost was incredibly reasonable uh i was able to purchase the uh a theater hung uh poster for the 1982 slasher classic pieces i love this i love that movie that is one of my favorite uh 80 slasher movies i because uh, it is so ridiculous and hilarious there is a kung fu fight halfway through the movie for no apparent reason whatsoever it's a type of movie that does not get made today graphic blood nudity hilarity zombie at the end awesome movie and if trust me i didn't spoil anything for you because the joy is in the watching so i saw this in the poster rack and the guy had and i was like i've actually funnily enough i love this movie but i've never seen the one sheet i've never seen the theater poster before and i fell in love because it is such an iconic amazing piece of like early 80s theater stuff i have one theater hung poster in my house for the devil's rejects that is signed i now have two uh hundred dollars i walked away second round i walked right back and just said bye give it to me i i need this thing in my, i need this thing in my life and i've never i've never really had that experience i normally like i see a thing and i like it and i buy it but i was so in love with it i think actually it's funny is now that you now you phrase it like that i feel like we kind of both had and maybe not correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like we both had the same experience when we saw the saw wood cutting <laughs> where we both looked at it and i was like huh i was i was like i'm like i'm like i don't know how i don't buy this right now i'm like it's just it's just too cool you know what that's a good point that is a i, I didn't even think about that i i, I would say this 
the feeling here felt different and I don't, I can't put my finger onto why, Okay, but there was something about like, cause it, Tim, it, the saw wood cover, which I adore, it hangs over my TV and I love it. It's one of my favorite art pieces. This was something that, that I've never seen before, never seen it and wasn't aware of it, wasn't aware of its existence and I've never seen it at a con and it's a little piece of history. Some weird, messed up history, but a little piece of history that I own in my house. But still, the one problem is, (laughs) is that the size of it is causing me some problems. Not so much in hanging it. I think I've already have some ideas on where that might, how that might work out. But in framing it, because it is a, Hmm. it's a weird size. Most poster sizes are like forty by twenty-seven. You can buy that at any Marshalls. This is forty-one. And I refuse to cut it for obvious reasons. So <laughs> I have to go get like this. Like I found a custom frame on Amazon that I'm hoping will fit. I got I got prices today for custom framing and it was two hundred and thirty dollars to get it custom framed at Marshall's yep. with some crazy discount. Uh, the frame I got from Amazon was about a hundred bucks on so basically what I paid in the poster is what I'm going to pay to put a frame in it. And I'm not a hundred percent certain the frame will fit. I am 87% sure that the frame will fit, but all that being said, I do not care. It's like sitting on the side over here. I'm just kind of like turning and looking at it and, oh, it's got the chainsaw and the red and uh, pieces has the, one of the best taglines of the eighties pieces it's exactly what you think it is <laughs> chef's kiss it for sure the marketing does. on that uh, but i'm in love with it i'm i i'm enamored as my it's i cannot wait for that for that frame to come in and to try to find some space on the wall for it and where it'll fit i cannot stress to you enough like like how you should obviously you're not going to but like if you're out there and you're thinking i'd cut it a little bit don't do it never do it um ever uh i have um i have like the halloween um like it's like a widescreen type poster and it's the scene of like the hot like michael uh and laurie like on the street at like night and like it's very cool it's really cool and i in order to fit it where i put it i did cut it i cut it years ago i cut it a little bit off the bottom and a little bit off the top you can't really tell but rob let me tell you, just by chance, I happen to see how much that poster goes for now. And it's a $500 poster, Rob. And I cut it. <laughs> and you not can to still say, sell it right now. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could. Uh, and, and sometimes you, you buy something like, like that where you're not, it doesn't matter. Like I have the Babadook book. If this Babadook book was like a th- over $1,000, I still wouldn't sell it. Like, so like some stuff you'll have and you just won't. But every once in a while, or you never know what might come up, you might need like, don't never don't do it, don't cut it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I learned my lesson. Uh, but that I hope, I'm glad I'm glad you think you found one. Hopefully, it, it works out. I hope so, man. I'm a uh, yeah. It's a it's a wonderful poster. It's a it it's amazing one sheet. And like I said, it was it was something that I would have never ever thought I would leave the con with. I'm generally not a poster collector. Mm-hmm. Uh. But now I'm just like, oh my god, who from, who from pieces is still alive? And can you please get them to come to the con, Dave? Hook me up, 
please. That's a, I'll, I mean, that's built in signatures right there. Yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully, maybe somebody comes around. I, you're not, you're not the biggest stand in line fan, but for that, I mean, it's to. for pieces. Like it's a, it's a genre, it's a genre film that I feel like most, I think most hardcore, both, I would say almost all the hardcore people have seen it. But even like your moderate horror people may not have seen. It. To be fair, I, I, I only just saw it five six years i saw like eli roth did some podcast about how it's his favorite horror movie to watch with people because it's hilarious and then joe bob did it and mm-hmm. i think joe bob may have been the first time no joe bob was the second time i saw it i saw it once before that but since then i've seen it like four or five times because i <laughs> i love it it's so ridiculous and amazing yeah, a lot of people. I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, is anyone alive still? Yeah, yes. Eighty two. Um, so it's not like you know, not forever, forever ago. Yeah, you got a couple of people who are still who are still alive. Um, not that many though. <laughs> but cross your fingers, maybe we'll we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, and that's, is that everything we bought? I think it is. That's everything we bought. It was only two things, but it wasn't you know, it wasn't terrible. It but like I said, don't let that you know all our praise from before ties into it shopping's amazing oh yeah for sure man a lot of great stuff and it's easy to do it so that's a good combination for sure amen and then we did one more thing which is another which is uh which is another definitely like plus for oaks because oaks is in the convention center is like surrounded by like a shopping like complex and in there you've got like target a few different restaurants um around the corner from that by the hotels you got starbucks you just you have a lot of stuff that just makes it nice to stay there and then you also have a giant movie theater um like a 24 screen uh regal it is the old school type of movie theater no big reclining chairs but that's fine uh definitely it's kind of fun yeah definitely don't need any help falling asleep um (laughs) so uh but we went um it was was great because the con closed i think at like um the dealer room i think closed at what seven was the time yeah and uh so like you know once that once that building closes it's closed that that's that's it unless you have something else going on later on that night uh so you were like you mentioned on the i think maybe the last show about uh possibly going to see terrifier and i was like is it playing there you want to go uh and sure enough it was so we went uh, and i know you were really excited to see terrifier too i was excited to see it too or i wouldn't have i wouldn't have been like let's go um uh, tell me what what do you think did, did it live up to your expectations because i know you're a big fan of the first one I'll, I'll set the stage and it kind of fits with what i was just talking about with pieces is that pieces is a movie when you look at it that is a product of its time and could never be made again today it's too outlandish it's too wonky it's too gory it's subject matter is kind of messed up Terrifier 2 is the rebirth of that style of movie for 2022. And the fact that this has a wide theatrical distribution and it's the little movie that could is so shocking to me because it is so violent, so hardcore that it goes all the way back around to humor and is amazing. I absolutely adored it. As gross as it was, I adored it. Uh, before we get into spoiler territory, which I, I absolutely want to do, uh, 
I'm really because I'm really curious as to your thoughts because you are not as big of a fan of Terrifier one as I am. I'm not. You're right. Um, the, like I I thought like I I somewhat enjoyed Terrifier one. Um, I wasn't like there wasn't there's not that much of like not that there's no plot in the first one because there is. Um, but like there's not there's not a lot to it. Um, and I feel like it's just a little like. I feel like in Terrifier 1, they're just, like, trying to be as, like, gory as possible and combined with the fact that there really wasn't, like, a plot. Like, I just felt like it was a little bit more, like, mean, if that makes sense, you know? Um, Not that, like, I'm a horror fan. Not like you have to be, like, polite or anything, but you know what I'm saying. Um, This one is, like, there's a... I feel like that, like the actors and actresses, like everybody in it is great. The characters are really likable um, and everybody does a great job. And that only helps to elevate like, um, you know, um, Art the Clown even more uh, because he's so such the opposite. Um, and there is a ton of violence, way more. I feel like there's probably way more in this, but like you can't because of how crazy they get with it. Like, and it's just like, it doesn't stop. It doesn't like cut away. Like it's just, it's wild. Like you said that this is like a wide release that you could walk into any movie theater and that like kids sneak into this movie. We had kids leave who, who, who probably 20 minutes in, in. This, 20 minutes in before anything really that crazy happened. And like this movie just goes so far in terms of like the violence and the practical effects. And it goes on for so long. Each time something crazy happens that you think there's no way they can top this. They do even more that I get. And it's happening for so long that I stop thinking about like, whoa, this is gory to being like, how do they do this? Like, what is this? Like, I'm more intrigued by like how they were able to like pull it off. Like, like, you know, with, with the actual effects uh, because it happens and it's on the screen for so much. Uh, so to me, like, I can't, like, I almost feel like even though it's way more violent, it's, it's less mean, you know, like, because it's so far over the, over the top. I don't think most people who would see this though, if you just said, if you threw this in, I do not think they would agree. <laughs> you know because no. it's so shocking um but it's it's just nuts you can't take it seriously it's too crazy <laughs> and i think and i'm glad that you mentioned the the actor because i'm just looking up his name elliot fulham plays uh the male younger brother yeah and it's a character that he is i think in the movie i'm gonna say he's 12 ish i don't know if they gave his age but he's like in that awkward pre-teen early teen phase that we all go through and I find that most movies make that character, that character archetype, very annoying and not realistic. Mm-hmm. He was annoying in the every possible realistic way. He played a very good boy at that age, right? Uh, I I think that I think that your point is valid. I feel like Terrifier one, as much as I like it, I think the criticisms of it are incredibly valid in that it is a movie that is really it's going for just sheer shock value Yeah, because the plot was not great. The acting was not great, except for Art the Clown, who was spectacular. Oh, a thousand percent. Won't take that away from the first one at all. He's great. He, my, my He's great. owns the screen all the time. Can't look away. Great. Great. That scene in the pizza shop in the first one is just creepy and awesome. But again, it's it's very much violence for violence sake. And everyone remembers the one kill with the bandsaw. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That was the real stand-up movie of that movie. This one does all of that with charm and humor, as much humor as there can be in a 
disgustingly vile scene. Uh, and it was, I, I was, I was kind of happy because we were in the theater. And like I said, the four kids left 20 minutes in after the first kill, which again is pretty, pretty grotesque. And the, there's another couple sitting behind us. And I don't know if he was with the con or not, but he is chuckling at all the stuff that I'm chuckling at when this horrific stuff is happening on the screen. And I was like, Oh good. I'm not the only sociopath here <laughs> that is laughing at this. It goes, it's the way it goes. And we'll go into spoiler territory now. So spoilers for everyone. Cool. There's one scene specifically in a bedroom where the scene goes on. And it's funny because like it happens, like the first thing happens, like a real gross out thing. And you're like, like right where a normal extreme hostile type movie would stop. And then it keeps going and you get really squeamish and then it keeps going and then they go to art and art's doing some silly facial thing, which makes you kind of chuckle and it just keeps going and it just goes all the way around to surreal and absurd. And that is what I think makes me, I think I equated it to, um, uh, zombie, uh, the, the Italian film in just the sheer ridiculousness of it. The other thing that I noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this, but something I've, I've been thinking about uh, knowing we were going to record today is the blood. The blood, for the most part, when you saw blood sprays and stuff, is that almost hyper red giallo blood. It's not quite there, but it's like, it. I think that adds to it. It adds to the this is a surreal, ridiculous, silly thing. This is what a killer clown would do. They would they would make this horrific act humorous and, and funny or as much funny as watching someone's head get caved in with a hammer being humorous. You know what I mean? Uh, but man, if you are if you are a seasoned horror person. And I, I do want to stress this, this is not a. I'm seasoned. My significant other is not. Let's go watch Terrifier 2. Do not do that. Go no. see it with your buddy. Everyone has one who <laughs> likes the weird, messed up stuff like you do. You only got and, one. <laughs> yeah, you only got one. Uh, and you will have so much fun with this movie. Uh, it's a triumph. It's a triumph of a movie that shouldn't exist in 2022. And yet here it is. Yeah. At major theaters everywhere. Yeah, it's wi- it's wild that you can just go and see this anywhere. And I was ju- it just popped into my head when you were talking about it, and I'm like, I'm like, is this movie? I'm like, is this movie rated? And it is, and it's R. Um, I mean, I don't know how. I'll be honest with you, man, I don't know how they got R. Like, if you don't get NC-17 for violence for this, I don't know. I don't know how you. I don't know. I don't know how. No nudity. <laughs> I mean that that's it. There's really there might be for like a there's second. There, there might be for like a second. Um but the, like yeah, there's no there's like oh, but man, this is it, I mean, I don't know how much more violent you can get. Like I just don't. Um because however violent you're thinking I'm saying it, it's more. <laughs> so like you have to be you have to be prepared for that. But it goes so far and it's on the screen for so long that like you just 
if you're into like slashers, you're gonna be like, how did this like how did this happen? You know, your mind's gonna immediately go to like, oh, I saw a documentary about like Tom Savini and how he did the effects, and you're gonna be looking at it like that more so. And because I feel like you have all like the characters and stuff like that, and you just have more things driving the movie that when the violence did happen, and because it was so far over the top that like I didn't feel as like like you're not going to shock me anymore because you just you just took it to like this next crazy level um and like it just didn't it just didn't like not like the first one offended me but like it didn't like you know it didn't make me like squirm as much despite the fact that it goes way further in this one if that makes sense no 100 percent. i think that that's i think i think this movie uh they found the tone yeah and the first one i think they were it was experimental it was obviously incredibly low budget he had definitely some money a little bit more money behind this one and the first one everything around it was average art the clown elevated it this movie felt like art was there he had like a little his little girl sidekick clown who is like something uh something supernatural uh which was kind of cool and fun to kind of play with uh and, but the characters around him were better actors. There was an interesting family dynamic where a father obviously killed himself after having some problems. So there's just you really cared about the family. You cared about uh, the cosplay uh, female lead who was you know making this really cool costume out of a character her dad made. It's very cool. Again, there were a lot of like, touching family moments. They let the characters breathe and you kind of got it. Uh, and then you combine it with this ultra surrealistic brutality that is funny like i don't know how else to say it but is really funny when you just when you and it it's it's interesting because like there's a moment where like you get so uncomfortable that you just start to laugh and then this movie takes you there and then takes it further than that which turns it into true comedy again i i can't stress this enough. This, awesome movie. What's crazy about this too is you mentioned it to me about on Rotten Tomatoes um, that it's got like an eighty. You mentioned the score, um, and I didn't realize that that this is one of the rare times. Like it has an eighty-one percent audience score. It has an eighty-seven percent critic score. Like the fact that they have like like critics from like it's got sixty critic reviews. You know like. The fact that they have critics watching this movie, like, like that many, like from, from like you know newspapers, like that, <laughs> kind of crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. And the story. I mean, when you start looking into the story behind Terrifier too, how basically the guy forewalled it. He got it to play on a couple of theaters, and it did so well on its per screen average that they decided to release it live. This was never supposed to be a in regal multiplexes in the middle of Pennsylvania. This was never designed for that. It was going to be like terrifier one. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to get it on a couple screens. Then we're going to shop it out to shutter or screen box is where it is now. Uh, because bloody disgusting, uh, is a producer on this movie. You can they have a financial stake in screen box. You can also see it right now on Vudu, Amazon Prime, and Apple TV. So, like, you know, if you don't have a theater around you that's showing this, there's a million places you can go to watch it. Absolutely. I, I, but I would I would recommend that if you could, go catch it in a movie theater. I think that that added to that whole experience. But, again, bring bring your gorehound buddy. Like, 
bring the dude who you are lady who you've seen all the really messed up stuff with and you are going to have a really really fun time i cannot stress enough how fun this little messed up movie is and i'm so excited for terrifier 3 now like i can't there's obviously going to be a third one the end of the movie just sets it up uh <laughs> art the clown she's the creepy girl clown picks up the art the clown's dead bot a dead head and you just know they're gonna plop him on a robot body and i'm so in for it like give me cyborg art the clown yes please uh, yeah it's 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 crazy this movie's made almost 11 million dollars worldwide um, what was the budget? Can do you see that? Uh, it, it, I, it can't be over a couple million. No, it definitely was not. Uh, the budget was two hundred fifty thousand. Jeez, that's amazing. Good um, for that man. So, like you know, and you were able to see it. Like it wasn't just like you know, it wasn't just the uh, the theater. You know, and like you said, it wasn't originally even going to be the theater. Um, but this was out in the theater and on all these other services as well, at the same time. So like. You know, this is another example of like how that still can work, <laughs> you know, $11 million on a post COVID film with that kind of budget is nothing to sneeze at. And the good news is that, again, when you have that level of success, the way Hollywood does it is that Hollywood sees that and says, let's go make R rated horror movies, because if we can make them cheap enough. The audience is there and they will come to theaters and they will spend the money. And we've, you know, we've kind of had a little bit of a depth of that. Uh, you know, we had a lull, right? We talked about it a lot last week with that devil saw me crap. Um, <laughs> I want more of this kind of stuff in theaters and I especially want it done with this level of skill and reverence. So I, I think we've talked it up. I think we've talked about it as much as we can, but like, Go watch this beautiful, surreal, blood-soaked masterpiece. Both, both um, the original uh, Terrifier and the sequel have a 4K that come out in December. Um, and watching this movie in 4K would be insane. <laughs> you know, and this is what I can't wait for, you know there's a director's cut. Oh my god! And you know, although I'm like, what would you have cut? That that that's why I don't understand how it even got. Like, I don't know how this got R. Like, if you like, if you can get like, I just don't know. Like, I know they skew like you know that like violence isn't normally a thing to get you like and like, but like if you don't get it for this, you don't you, you don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I would say I I think I think it's the tone. I mean, I really do. I think you and I can. You, I feel like you and I can can see that. I don't know if you show this to like. I mean, they obviously did. It's got a rating. Like, I, I don't. I don't think that that's what. I don't. Know, maybe I'm wrong. Like, but like, I, I don't think regular people because it's like the ratings board is like a you know just an assembly of all people like of all different like you know ages and walks of life and things like that. That, uh, and I don't know. They don't, I'm sure they don't watch a lot of movies like this. No way that they. No way that they forgot that they saw this. You know. So like. I mean, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's the tone, but I'm comparing it to the tone of the first movie. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I understand the tone thing, but if you're showing all this stuff, like, it's still there. You know, like, how much can you show and how much further can you go before you get NC-17 for violence? Like, like what else do you have to do to get it? Like, even if the tone is not like, you know, like, because I got news for you. The tone's not happy. <laughs> like, I'm tempted 
I'm actually tempted to be like, because my birthday is coming up and just go to my wife and who's not, who, who likes her ghost stories. But other than that, not really. And be like, Hey babe, uh, it's my birthday. I want to watch terrifier too. And just to do the experiment of can a, can a quote unquote normal air quoting normal person who's not exposed to that level of horror can they find the humor in it or is the humor like the inside joke for the horror fans that we all know like oh my god this is so outlandish i'm curious like or if you have that experience right like let us know like if you're like oh my my girlfriend watched she's like horror movie she thought it was hilarious like i'm just i want to know if if non-horror diehards can find the humor in this movie obviously one of two things is true either they can or there's a lot more of us than we think there are to the tune of $11 million. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's necessarily like, you know, like there are parts where it's going on and pretty much everyone where it gets crazy, which is almost every single kill in the movie. Um, like, as it goes, like it goes and goes and goes, and you're just like, I can't take this seriously anymore. You know, like you just can't. I'm not like laughing, like you know, like I'm watching a comedy, but I'm just looking at it. And I'm just like, I'm just kind of like chuckling, and like this is this is still happening, you know. And because it's still on the screen for that long, which you never usually get a look at, I'm trying to figure out how it's happening, like what what went into it. So I'm more interested in it is like from like a special effects perspective. Um, but I don't. Still, at the end of the day, you're seeing you're seeing everything. You're seeing all the violence to the highest number. I, if you ask me to name like a more visually violent, like you know, describe a violent scene and show it on film, I don't know what I don't know what's more violent than this. But I, I don't mean like you know, like how it makes. I mean like just straight up like people are getting killed and like a, like the most like gruesome. I'm showing you no cutaway, no weird impl- implications, nothing to make you feel like icky. Just like violence for the sake of straight up violence. Like to show you on film, like I don't know how much more, I don't know what tops this. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know if there is anything. Uh, it's a, it's a singular movie that, and and thank you once again to the random guy sitting behind us in the movie theater, because I was so. I was I was so concerned as I'm giggling that I'm a complete sociopath and he's giggling with me and I'm like oh thank you I'm not a, I'm not alone I may be a sociopath but I'm not alone <laughs> I'm sure if you've out I mean if you haven't seen this movie if you've seen RoboCop and you've seen like the uncut version of RoboCop where Ed 209 the big robot shoots the guy and like yes it is super gory but man it goes on for so long that you're like I don't know how to react anymore. And you're kind of just like, I can't believe this is, I can't believe you're still shooting them. You know, like it's, 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 it's more like a cartoon. Um, it's a way more hyper-realistic cartoon and terrifier too. Um, but like, you know, it's just, it's that type of tone. It's not humor to make you laugh. It's humor as like it's awkward. Like it's still happening. That's perfect. Like I didn't even put two and two together, but you are so a hundred percent right. So, okay. To give everyone here, who's maybe still on the fence about it. If you think it's Criterion Collection, the X-rated version of RoboCop. Yeah. When you see that scene where Ed 209 blasts that guy and it just keeps... That's Terrifier. That's the whole whole movie. movie, All the time. Every kill is like that. Mm -hmm. Where... Because you're right. Because by like the the fifth or sixth time they cut back to him on that map and he's still getting shot to pieces, you're giggling because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. That it comes all the way back around to humor. That's Terrifier too. That is a perfect analogy. 
Yeah, because I mean, I'm, I'm sure way more people have seen that than this. So, like, you know, if violence, if if violence in a film is not your thing, this pop, this movie, you're not gonna <laughs> no. make it. Um, but uh, you know, if you like slashers and stuff like that, I feel like the amount of violence in this will be so far over the top that you'll be like, I can't. You're like this. I can't take this seriously. You know, because it's so because it's so obscene. And it's so insane. Like, there's just no way. Um, but but yeah, man, I I I enjoyed it because of the insanity that it is. Um, I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend it to, to everybody, um, but there are like that combine that with like the cast being great and you rooting for all the characters. I'd like rooting like as much as I love horror. I like rooting against the bad guy, you know, like I want those characters to win. Um, so like, that's cool. And let's I really don't want to understate that achievement because you have a killer who's not just a random guy. He is a, he is a killer. He is a modern incarnation of a visually iconic and a, uh, how do I put this? His mannerisms are so over the top and so humorous that he could very easily become a Jason in that you don't really care about the kids. You just want to see Jason take a machete to them in this movie. Like you want art to kill people. Cause it's funny, funny in air quotes, but like you actually care, you want the final girl to win. You want the family dynamic to make it through. When when characters in the family are off, you feel bad about it. It's that's really hard to do. Like you know, and I get, I see you. You did the whole meh thing, and that's fair. Like when the mom got it, I was a little bit like, mm, like I've, I've watched like this whole family for like an hour. That's and a true. Half. That's true. But she was pretty mean. <laughs> <laughs> she was a little mean, wasn't she? And the friend, the friend gets killed too. And like towards well, the end, she was getting pretty mean as well. Well, she drugged her friend right on top of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> if I have one criticism about this movie, because we've given it a lot of love, and I know we're running long on a podcast, we said it would be short. Mm. By the way, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're gonna gap forty five minutes. I'm like we've never not talked forty five minutes yeah, in yeah. our life. I, it's it's a hair too long. It's, it's two and a and half two hours. hour. It's two and a half hours for a horror movie. Now, I didn't feel that length too much in my seat because I was having so much fun with the movie. But I feel like there's probably 15 minutes in this movie that could probably get cut to make it a little bit tighter. Yeah, I'm with you. But I wasn't again this and this was a let's also give a credit. We saw this movie at 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. We saw it after walking 25,000 steps. We saw it after a whole day at a con. And we stayed up the entire time and we're like in it. Yep. Thousand so percent. That's high praise. All of those, all of those things to verify. You're not exaggerating when you say 25,000 steps. Apple watch counted yeah. 25,000 steps. Like, um, so, so yeah. And definitely at no point was I like yawning or anything like that. So it held my attention after a full day's worth of activities. Uh, and I was definitely, I was definitely into it. So, so yeah, I, I'm, like I, I'm down. Like um, I like the, I, I like this movie. I feel like I, I feel like anybody. I would have to be like, oh, I saw it and I liked it. They're gonna be like, what? And I'd be like, listen, let's talk. Let's talk for an hour, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> According to Rotten Tomatoes, everyone likes this movie. Yeah, uh, like like I said, I mean, I feel like if you're if you're a heart if you're listening to this, you're a horror fan. Um, so I feel like you're I feel like you're gonna like it. And even I, if you didn't like the 100%. first one, I think you're gonna like this one more. So like you said, it's I a better they're, movie. They're figuring it, really it out. It really is a better movie. Yeah, it, it is. And I think it's just straight insanity helps it. So, and like I said, I kind of want to watch this on 4K. I want to see what this, this is going to look insane. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm in. 
come come <laughs> grab me. I'm actually thinking uh, maybe at some point uh, if I get some time, maybe this week, this weekend, if I have any free time, I don't think I will. But I gotta I gotta plop on Terrifier one again. And yeah. Like, now that I have this kind of fresh in my head, go back Terrifier one and see if my feelings are the same. I'm with you. Uh, I feel like I need to do the same thing and be like, that. I really not like like you know like when I watched it, I know we watched it like can't remember if we watched it like at the con or like where we, we watched did. it um but i mean not always the best place to enjoy a movie <laughs> so um now now that i'm thinking about it too like i think the lighting helped it because terrifier one is in like that warehouse for a good chunk of the movie it's very dark and grimy lit this didn't really have a whole lot of that until they got into like that weird fun house at the end this yeah. was very bright lit crazy colors like i said the blood was was very again that almost surreal hyper red like you see in the old giallo films i don't Um, understand this neighborhood that they live in by the way not to drag this out even longer but like they go to abracadabra and a few of the things uh like say that they live in new york city and like in, in the beginning i'm like oh cool like they're in a city and then they're in the suburbs and then they're in this weird, like, amusement park. And I'm like, what neighborhood is that? Like, where are they? This is nowhere in New York City. Like, so I just don't, I just don't know how you that looked, works. But You looked at me in the third act where the brother goes, maybe at the abandoned carnival. You're like, there's an abandoned carnival here? Where is all the stuff? Look, within 20 minutes. Yeah, they, um, got, they get everything. That, that's what I take away from the movie. I'm like, how is this neighborhood possible? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to... Uh, to the guys who did Terrifier 2, David Howard Thornton, who is kind of the everything on this movie. Um, uh, he he makes that film. Uh, to Damien Leone, uh, who is, you know, he's tagline Terrifier 2, uh, who wrote it, directed it, produced it. I mean, just a stunning, stunning piece of love for a genre and a group of people within the genre who are kind of underserved people ask why we go all the way back to the 80s because you see movies like pieces these weird crazy outlandish never exist hyper violent hypersexual movies terrifier 2 minus the hypersexual is all of that so back to my original point to bring it all home Terrifier 2 is the modern equivalent of pieces. That's how I feel about it. There you it. go. Yeah, I mean I'd give it I'd I'd give it a I'd give it a high score, my man. Uh, again, yeah. like in my straight shock that I that I would say that I enjoyed it that much. I, I did. Um nine severed limbs out of ten. It's up there, <laughs> my man. It's definitely up there. It's not for everybody, but it's probably for you. <laughs> that's that's that should be the tagline. It's not for everyone, but it's probably for you. Yep. If you can if you can make it through the first couple couple kills, you'll be you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely it's right. It's like forty minutes of the movie. No, that's true. It's like forty minutes of the movie. <laughs> but we may. Well, you're right. I was like, ah, oh, we're gonna be done. About 40, 40 minutes. We're out over an hour. But hey, man, there we have go. we have a good time. Um, Obviously, big fan of the Oaks Convention. Definitely going to be going back in the future. And um, we're going to have a little bit of a lull here in the Monster Mania world. We don't really have any Monster Mania stuff until March. So um, we're still going to be doing the doing the show. Um, but we're going to be going into holiday horror soon, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, and hopefully going to a really sweet uh, holiday horror event. I need to buy tickets for it before it sells out. So I'm not going to tell you what it is here. <laughs> we'll, tell you, we'll tell you next week once we have our tickets. Absolutely. 
Yeah, we'll do some uh, we'll do some holiday horror stuff. Uh, we still have to read Death Note and Sandman, so we have to do that. We'll have some conversation about that. If you're a vendor at any of the conventions, you want to come on and talk to us, especially if you're a um, if you do crafts or if you're an artisan. Like we'd love to talk to you. We love you guys. You guys are the best. So if you happen to pick up our sticker and you're listening to us now, reach out to us uh, at Glenn. Where can they find you? Uh, you can um, probably just hit us up on Twitter. That's probably the best way. And it's uh, um, uh, it came from Ch. Uh, that's the best way to do it. But you can find all the links in the show notes too. So, yeah, give us a give us a holler. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, if you've stuck around this long, you obviously like what we're doing. So we'd love to have you on. Likewise. <laughs> all right, thanks guys, and we will see you right here next week or next week, maybe next week, next month, next time on It Came from Jerry Hill.